love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. My name is Jonathan Darty, and I'm here this week with Lee Preston. Hey, Lee. Hey, Jonathan. And you know, last time Lee and I got together on the broadcast, we were talking about kind of this challenge of being God's man, and we were talking about the issue of of being pursued versus pursuing, and, and about how God designed us as men to be initiators, to be the ones to pursue in relationships. And we feel like we didn't do total justice the last time to really kind of wrap up some loose ends, uh, maybe go a little bit deeper into how this applies specifically to same-sex attraction. So, so Lee, why don't we kind of try to uh, muddle our way through here and, and maybe tighten up some of, those, uh, some of those loose ends? Okay, Jonathan, I think uh, that's kind of uh, what we were, as we were talking, we began to realize that there's some points that we just hadn't brought out. And uh, I think this kind of all started, I, I wanted to use this uh, quote, it's by a gentleman I was working with, he, he said, I've always wanted to be pursued, I didn't know that I ever wanted to pursue a maiden, and this is a man I was working with who had same-sex attraction, and I sometimes uh, have thought about that myself, in that, in that sometimes guys who struggle with same-sex attraction, the pursuing is the fearful part, uh, pursuing anything can be fearful. Why Why is that? Why do you think that maybe might be more pronounced maybe in someone struggling with the same-sex attraction? Well, I think it's it's mostly because there's such an, an over-identification with the feminine as that boy is growing up. Whether he's got, you know, a lot of female friends or whether he's got great male friends too, there just seems to be a bit of an, of an over-identification with the feminine or at least with neutrality. Uh, and I just mean being neutral is one where it's not taking on that pursuer role, it's not taking on that strong masculine role, but it's kind of somehow either being neutral or being very passive. And so the pursuing is scary. It's like I don't want to be rejected, I don't want to be told no, and so I just kind of back out of life altogether. And doesn't that neutral position also kind of, uh, it aids in in adopting the mindset that says I don't really have to take a stand, you know, I'm not really drawing a line in the sand anywhere to where I'm then having to be held responsible for saying, no, this is either what I believe or this is what I'm going to do. This, you know, it's like you just kind of go wherever the current takes you. Exactly. And that's even more important now when you begin talking about sexuality, because when you don't take a strong line stand, even in your sexuality, 
in today's world of bi-curious and bi-experimental and I'm not sure what I am, but I'm not opposed to trying new things. Right. Then there's not really a strong line there that says, you know, I'm not going to, I stand for this. I'm not going to even participate in that. Yet it becomes more of that blurred line that says, hmm, well, if it happened to come my way, I might do it. And guess what? Satan loves to hear that because at that point he can put you in a situation where you can begin experimenting with same-sex interaction. And then before you know it, you're calling yourself gay because that whole passive stance is kind of what the, the gay community is made up of. Yeah, because and you've told me this off air multiple times that it, it's a it's often just a um, a community that is, hey, if if you whatever you want, right. you know, whenever you want, it's the, and, and if you get a group of, uh, well, very passive minded people together, then it's going to kind of just be this organism that just kind of free flows Wherever the culture's going, wherever the mood's going, wherever the the urges are going, and there's no anchor to right. any of it, and there's really no there's there's really no stand like you like we said earlier uh, in the gay community. What you generally find is is guess what? Sex is easy. You can pick up someone pretty easily either online or in a chat room or at a gay bar. Uh, you go to a gay bar and immediately there's no pursuing there. Because everyone's gay, and so you know each person's sexuality, and all of the basic question has to be is, do you want to hook up for tonight or not? And then before you know it, you end up doing something that you might not normally do simply because, oh, well, I guess for tonight it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. And that passivity is what keeps you from being able to say, hmm, no, I don't think I want to do that. I have some standard here that I'm going to follow. Yeah. And so then, you know, this this client that you had that was talking about, you know, I've always wanted to be pursued, but never even thought that I ever wanted to pursue a maiden, Uh, you know, where do you take a person like that? How do you take a person like that who's developed such a strong, uh, it kind of sounds kind of weird to say, developed such a strong passive nature, um, but where do you ultimately want to lead that person? How does a person come out of passivity? Well, God is a great reparenter, and I've said that before, but uh, it's it's really important to see him as a second time around parent because he will take us through those things that will help build in us a non-passive response. Um, I think what's important and what I would offer to anybody out there who struggles with being passive is to uh, in endeavor or or make that pursuit of finding strong male relationships and kind of run things past guys. Hey, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in this situation? It's real easy to, again, hang back and passively just kind of hang out with your old gay friends or the gay community because that's easy. You know you're accepted there, but God calls us to take that step into the unknown territory hey, I may not be accepted by every heterosexual male out there, but a good friendship, once it starts to develop, is one that I don't take passively. I Mm -hmm. pursue it. And that's part of friendship, is pursuing friendship. 
I don't know if listeners out there, if you, Jonathan, has ever had a friend who you've wondered, or is he really my friend or not? I never hear from him. He may call me maybe once every six months, but I don't hear from him very often. That's not a lot of pursuing. Uh, it's usually our closest friends are those that we hear from, that we have connection to, that they they call us even if we don't call them, and those are pursuers. And also, I think uh, you know one of the one of the keys there that you're talking about is, you know, I used to always hear this growing up uh, from either my parents or or those who were you know either teachers or whatever and it, uh, pastors, and they would often say, and you probably heard this yourself as well, but do you want friends then be a friend that's right and the the idea it had that little phrase right there just in a subtle sort of way starts interjecting pursuit mentality exactly you know do you do you want deep intimate connected genuine authentic relationships well get up out of your chair pick up the phone go across town what you know start pursuing these sorts of relationships. Maybe maybe our lack of friends in our lives is because of our lack of initiative. Right. In many cases. And that's so true, especially for same sex attracted folks, because usually they're they're connected so heavily in the gay community and it and this is probably gonna sound trite to guys who struggle with homosexuality, but it is so easy to just remain there. Because they call each other family, they call each other friends right away all based upon the kind of sexual activity they participate in. And it really does take, and it really will stretch you to another level if you press in to those male friends who aren't gay, who aren't in the gay community, and that you have to actually work at to keep that friendship. And that is so true even for men who have same-sex issues but are married now. It's the same thing. you got to pursue that wife as, as, as she's important enough to you to stretch out of your comfort and do those things for her and with her that you might not normally do. Now, what would you say to our listeners out there who are maybe beginning to realize, you know what, I I tend to be kind of an avoider. I tend to be the person who just wants to stay in the shadows. I'm the guy that doesn't initiate. And, and this person who's listening is saying, but, but you know what, I'm realizing that doesn't work. So, okay, I'm going to start today. I'm going to start making some phone calls to some some friends that I've lost touch with. I'm going to start engaging um, in my church. What would you say are the primary obstacles that that person is going to overcome in this reshaping of how they live their lives? Well, I think it's a mindset change. I think it's a philosophy change. Um, one client that I worked with said, I'm going to take the challenge of being a man regardless of how I feel. And it really does help in that whole mindset change of whether it scares the crap out of me or not, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try it, you know, and I'm going to pursue it because there's fear in all kinds of places in our life. We may be afraid to try a new job. We may be afraid to, to head off into a, an entrepreneurial adventure, We may be afraid to pursue a woman. We may be afraid to pursue a friendship. But that fear only holds us back. And if you can change that philosophy, what you'll begin to see change in yourself is that the fear is not nearly as strong. And you'll try new things with new people, and you'll find real relationship, and you'll find yourself not just hanging back in the crowd, but being in the crowd and being a part of it now. Would you say that uh, one of the obstacles also may just 
be as simple as lack of knowledge, lack of lack of just actually knowing how to either start conversations, how to how or when to um, engage with certain people, how to determine who a safe person might be to divulge maybe more personal information to, and then others you where you just don't go as, you know. So some of this could also just be a knowledge barrier because a person's become so accustomed, like you said, especially for those who struggle with same-sex attraction, to become really enmeshed in the homosexual community um, only feeds that passivity. And so if somebody's going to break from that, some of it is just a learning curve, just purely knowledge, <laughs> a sure. learning curve. And that's where I think what you said is really important to get a couple of people around you, a couple of men that you can, that you, you've been able to kind of watch their lives and realize, okay, these guys, they initiate, they're masculine. They, they, you know, they don't let uh, challenges deter them and sure. get some of those guys kind of almost as uh, maybe we could call them masculine mentors. Right. You know? Oh, exactly. I think it's very important for programs who are working with same-sex attracted folks to have mentoring programs involved um, because that you're right, that education piece is so crucial because most of the time guys in that in the gay community are thinking, you know what, I'm going to get treated badly if I go out and try and meet some new guy mm -hmm. who's not gay. He's going to reject me or he's going to be mad and he's not going to want to be around me or we're not going to have anything in common. And breaking those stereotypes is important. But also no, having those people who are readily available in kind of a mentoring situation that can say, hey, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to be your friend and kind of helping them break out of that fear. And I, so I guess... I would also say that one of the other obstacles that's just huge, and this 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 is not only just with breaking from being passive to being more of an initiator and a pursuer, but this is uh, this will certainly apply to anybody who's gotten enmeshed in any sort of addictive cycle, and that is the obstacle of shame. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. much of much of what planted the seeds for passivity in a man uh, was wrapped around the shame. The, the shame issue. And so I think it's, you know, it's like you get shame going in and you get shame going out. And sure. so it's an, ob it's, it's a, uh, you know, it's like an entryway and then it's a barrier to get out. So I think that's one, I guess, caution or point of warning that we should let our listeners know about is that some of those fears that you have of coming out um, and, and beginning to initiate relationships with, strong masculine heterosexual men um, are may may be misplaced but some of them you may actually realize you might get some guys that don't understand you sure and that will create all sorts of, it'll it'll cause a lot of these old shame issues to come up in you again of of you know you're not man enough you're not really uh, you're not actually a man there's no see you were actually supposed to be over there and all those sorts of lies right it's yeah, and that's very important to to pray, to ask the Holy Spirit to show you the kind of guys that would be helpful for you to get involved with. But again, even in the pursuing, and I would only offer this to you because through my healing, there were many times that I would go up to somebody thinking, "Okay, this is a safe Bible study. I'll go into this Bible study. I'll share," and I would share, and at least out of the 
you know, six or seven guys that were there where there were at least two or three that were safe. Now, there were probably three or four that weren't. But the good thing is, is guess what? The cure to that shame is being able to go and talk and have somebody look back at you straight in the eye and say, that's okay. Your sin's no worse than mine. So Mm -hmm. you're loved and you're welcome. So come on back no matter what the other three might do. So you're right. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's a difficult step. And I want to offer that. And I want to honor that in guys out there who may even be thinking about it. It's a difficult step and it's scary, but it's important to take the step at some point. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not saying that so that guys can say, well, there's that obstacle. So now I've got to, I've got to like, Almost like trying to pick and choose the stock market, like when to buy and sell. Exactly. It's like, no, 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 I think, uh, you know, dollar cost investing is the best way to do it, just little by little over a long period of time. Right. And I take the same kind of approach to saying, you know what, you just got to start chipping away out there. And the you reality know? is, you, and that's exactly right, John, and the reality is, is that's no different for anybody else out there. Right. Every guy, every every girl has to to, to, to meet a friend they have to take that chance of if I go up and talk to this guy, are we going to gel? Are we going to connect? Are we going to get into a friendship? Or is he going to act like he doesn't want to talk to me at all? And we all take that chance. And sometimes we'll meet folks who we won't have a friendship with. And it'll just be, well, that was somebody I tried and it didn't work out. But we don't stop. We don't go back to the shadows of the corner and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, never mind. I won't try again. We step back out and try it again. Yeah, because remember, what are we talking about? Overcoming passivity. Exactly. So I would say that kind of one of the fundamental baselines of overcoming passivity is to just keep initiating. Right. Even, I mean, you can go out there and, I mean, look, I would encourage those who really struggle deeply with passivity to um, begin searching in their in their sphere of influence, whether it be at their work, whether it be in their church, maybe just in their community, and find people that that you would say, you know what, I, I view this person as a very successful person, whether it be in their career, whether it be in their home life, as a dad, as a as a husband, you know, whatever it may be, where you say this person is really a success in that area. And then, you know what, just begin to watch that person. Right. And one of the things you will notice is that those people who have succeeded in life. And I'm not talking about financially success, but, but even those, even if you look at those folks who have succeeded financially, right. you'll find a basic characteristic and that is they just keep going. Amen. You know what? They just keep plugging away. If they keep, if they keep chipping away in this one area, you know what? And they're just not making progress. They may move two degrees to the, to the right. And they keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. But one of the fundamental characteristics of people who will eventually overcome passivity is to just keep initiating. And I think that's a, sometimes that's a hard mindset to get because you know what? A lot of times a a, a young boy who's grown up in this environment that has essentially made it a little easier, so to speak, for him to feel accepted and loved in the homosexual community finds it very difficult to face maybe a greater level of obstacles to, to getting out. In other words, there's, there's like any any maybe what some other people might consider small degree of resistance might seem overwhelming to those who've gotten immersed in the homosexual community. That's exactly right, John. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably not going to make a lot of sense right now, but at some point I hope it will. 
one of the biggest problems that causes passivity is ease. I go in only into easy places. I go to those people who I know will accept me. I go to those people who are, are very openly friendly. And that's easy. And then when you actually do confront the obstacles, those people out there who are, take a little bit more effort to get to know, you'll turn and run rather than to pursue that relationship. And it's amazing adventure to learn that from God as he begins to say, I had a very wise man tell me one time, you know what, God's a lot less concerned with our mistakes. He's more happy that we've at least tried. Mm -hmm. We at least take the effort. Even if we don't know for sure, we hear him completely. As long as we take the effort and say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to do this because I think it's what you want me to do. It's better than us sitting back with that one talent and burying it in the ground, right? Right, exactly. And I, I would also say here, you know, um, you know, one of the obstacles that's also very, very real is this is a spiritual battle. I mean, Satan wants nothing more than for there to just be a throng of passive men. That's right. And unfortunately, we've seen that in the church, just guys sitting on the back pew with all of their secrets, all of their shame, you know, all of their pain. Right. And what, what we're challenging men to do is, you know what, get off the back pew. With all of with all of the junk you've got in the dark, we need we need men. We need real, authentic, pursuing men. Exactly. They're going to step forward. And who are willing to take up the mantle, whether you've had sexual addiction, whether you've had heterosexual addiction, homosexual addiction, whatever it is, are you willing to pick up the mantle and be a pursuing male who's not afraid to go places where you've not been, do things where, that you've never done before, and seek out strong relationship, not only with each other, but with God. Because mm -hmm. I, I really believe that, um, you know, and I, I, I think the scriptures would back this up. I really do believe that the, uh, so goes the men, the men, so goes the church. Amen. I agree. And uh, that's not to belittle women in any way whatsoever. All. In fact, in many ways, <laughs> if it weren't for the women kind of filling in the gaps that all the men have left in the church, we might not have a church right now. That's right. And left those same gaps in their own families. Yeah. I mean, many men have left gaps in their families, and so their wives have had to pick up and be both male and female in that relationship which causes even more confusion for our children. Mm -hmm. And children need to see a strong man in their home as well. And I would, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a second here to make some closing comments. I would tell these guys um, who, who want to become initiators, I'd tell them to, to start simultaneously in two places. One is in their family, you know, whether you're single or married. If you're single, start start in your family, whether it's with a, with a brother or with your parents or with, you know, somebody in your family. If you're married, certainly start with your spouse, start with your kids. And then simultaneous to that is start with a friend. Begin to, you know, begin to initiate a healthy friendship. And I think when you do those things simultaneously, because sometimes I think uh, if you if you just tell people to start in their family, they can kind of get lost in that cocoon sure. and not understand how to engage a friendship, um, but I, I really think those are those are places where you know what you don't have to you don't have have to have any extra atmosphere to do that. You already have a family somewhere, even if it's a church family, <laughs> or you've got uh, and you've got people out there that you can become friends with. Right, 
I would agree completely, Jonathan. The only thing I would add to that is don't give up. Right. Because, you know what, I think sometimes it's almost like, you know, that whole saying, you know, about finding a job. you got to send out, what, 100 resumes to get one contact back. Well, sometimes you got to look under 100 rocks to find that friend that's going to be your lifelong friend or that relationship that God's designed for you. Because I think, you know, in that fight, in that effort, then you'll be blessed and not to give up. The the kid on the playground who stands under the tree and waits for someone to, to call on him will end up continuing to wait. Mm-hmm. And those aren't meant to be harsh words. I was that kid under right. the tree myself. It's just, it's just at some point it's necessary to say, okay, what do we do from here? What do I do that I've never done before? Because I keep doing the same old thing, right? Mm-hmm. I go to my home. I go to the safe places in my community. I go here. I go there because I know people. What about those people I don't know? And do I go to a church or, or have I ever even tried a church? Maybe I haven't tried a church because I'm afraid they'll reject me. I'm talking specifically to, to gay men out there, gay men and women right now. So you haven't ever tried a church. There's some who will reject you, but there's some who won't. Give Absolutely. it a shot. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain